I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome to Burp Bar. Bar. Oh, from my end, we fucking nailed that. I can never tell anymore. We won't tell until later. (laughs) Welcome Welcome to Burp Barf. Um, The thing that I get most dressed up for and that I'm still wearing sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) I got mad yesterday because I got a stain on my good sweatpants and in the last four months, like... I, I was like, I'm not even going to laugh at that when I said it to my husband. I was like, it's not even funny because it's real. Like, good sweatpants are a thing. And I don't, I, then I dumped red wine all over them. I found myself shopping for cutoff sweatpants. <laughs> it's like, oh no, this is not a thing I should purchase. I think I'm going to just start cutting more pants off. Cut off, cut off where? below the knee above the knee uh above the, the knee above the knee but um i had a particularly hard ride mountain bike ride because that's what i do Ooh, now that's and who you are. i brought pants to change into and i couldn't stomach the idea of putting pants on after being like hot and sweaty after this run so i genuinely got scissors out of my like all-purpose mom bag which is my actual like athletic bag cut the pants in to shorts and was like this is the best decision i've ever made and put on my cut off shorts pants and lang the queen of whatever you want you should have it right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just i just couldn't like imagine sweat and dirt on your legs and then putting like even light jogger material on over it couldn't do it i couldn't no, do it i understand all right let's begin with what are you drinking uh, I'm drinking everything. So I'm okay. drinking old PBR that was in the back of the fridge from our beer mile because that's all the alcohol we have. Yeah, but yeah. it's in a birth barf koozie. So it's pretty good. There ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I'm going to, I've allowed myself a fourth of a bang, which goes mm-hmm. to right above the middle of the B. I'm also enjoying um, a Manhattan, which I have dosed. <laughs> heavily with cherry syrup um also i i i oh i should add so i also have a shitty flavored sparkling water beverage which is not as even as fancy as seltzer water and of course my trusty nalgene just full of plain water i would like to point out that you talked about getting banged to the quarter halfway through the b <laughs> just, just, just like much ha- not all the way not, not all, all the way, the way yeah not, like, all the, not all of it not the whole I don't bee need it. i don't need the whole bee no just halfway into the bee. the bee like yeah <laughs> yep. nobody needs a whole bee well if you do there's no judgment here that's true um speaking of whole bees no, <laughs> there's, no good, there's no good segue after that but we're gonna give it a go anyways um we have a new patreon heidi shaw is in the oh. patreon party which man i just that's oh, awesome. the Athens, the Athens, Ohio trail women are just like showing up. I cannot wait to hold them all in my arms. I, I, I feel mm. like I should start like, I don't know, writing them old timey letters or something. I don't, I'm not opposed to that idea, frankly. Or skywriting. I mean, skywriting sky is a solid I option. You. I love you, Athens trail women. Yeah. Uh, I know. God, they're so cool. Someday we'll all be friends and hang out again. Yeah. It'll be, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> i'm now quang i'm laughing <laughs> i don't know what emotions are anymore i really no. don't but days time emotions they're all very fluid now who needs emotions when you have old pbr agreed i didn't need, 
Scotty gets really mad when beer gets left over in the fridge from all of our many beer miles and weird beer events. So I took all of it up to the lake this past weekend and it all got drank. So I thought I always have a sneaky beer behind the pickles somewhere. Not this week. Whoa, no sneaky What's even beer. more insidious is that we brought back a bunch of fancy craft beer from Michigan for all of our neighbors and I can't drink any of it. Why? Because they're presents. Oh, oh, gotcha. I thought you meant like with neighbors and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I got it. Like, yeah, actual self selfless alcohol. I got it. Yeah. No, it's not for me. Let's talk about things that are making us happy and helping us survive as athletes through this strange and mm-hmm. in particular thing. dumb shit. I don't want like genuine wins. I want dumb shit. Oh, I've definitely got something. You begin. Uh, my dumb shit thing is Strava has introduced this new feature called local legends, which uh, <laughs> it's like, it's the most not like not irrelevant, but it's a pretty easy win depending on what the thing is. So local legend means that you are the man or woman who has had the most attempts on a segment over the last 90 days. So the idea being like, if you're the person that goes out and does a segment more times than anyone else, you get to be the local legend, whether you do it fast or not, it's just have you racked up the most attempts at that, which is a pretty cool idea. And I've been mountain biking out at John Bryan State Park quite a bit. And so I got the local legend for the women at John Bryan, which is really cool because as a, I still self-proclaimed super noob cyclist, I'm like, whoa, cool. I'm like doing the thing. Like, yeah. So dumb shit is local legends and Strava being like, here's a made up badge that doesn't have any monetary no, value. I but totally, I, love it. I totally disagree. I, I think that this is Strava's best attempt at inclusivity in the mm. history of Strava. And this That's is a good point. Strava typically rewards only elite athletes or even like just super fast local dudes. I think this is their first successful campaign to involve like the grinders, which is like our team. This is true. This uh, is true. That's I'm, a good point totally on board for it. I have a contact at Strava who I've been talking to quite a bit, somebody who just messaged me and um, I've been talking to and who sends me some free goodies once in a while in the mail. And uh, she sent me an email. It always seems like spam, but it's really a real person. Uh, She was like, who's your local legend? Like, tell me who you think is like crushing it like on a daily basis and who has some like serious local legend lore. So I sent her you. Oh, you did. I did. So she's going to start following you. Oh, between that and our um, potential third teammate for Adventure Race Nationals, which we'll get into in a minute, titling one of her Strava activities, WWALD. I mean, that's like, that's like as pretty good as it that's gets. Heavy. That's yeah. heavy shit, man. What would Ann Lang do for those that aren't tracking? But yeah. That's really, really cool. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, so I dig it. I have some really silly ones. I love because all my neighborhood ones are like they sound wizardy and like kind of weird. Like I think my my favorite is Fanghorn. It's good. Um, so I think I'm definitely the local legend of Fanghorn, which is like a point one two mile stretch in the woods near my house. It's really good. You gotta look it up. You gotta look know what your local legends are. I think there's yeah, a sure. section under your profile that you can view it. Okay, I think I'll check it out. Um, I'll check it out. What's your dumb shit thing? Mm, 
Okay, well, it's not really totally athletic related, but uh, I have, my, my husband dropped this seed to uh, apply for this local, not local, uh, a brewing company in Virginia is doing this sort of promotional campaign where they're gonna hire a person to hike the Appalachian Trail and basically promote their beer for a whole season. Um, and because of that, I stayed up like three hours past my bedtime last night, just in bed, like, what can I say? What can I say to impress them? What can I say to impress them? And I'm like, I would try to sleep and then write some more things on my phone and then try to sleep. And then, so this has also spawned this other problem, which is I'm just going to go online and apply for all the weird sweepstakes and like weird competitions that you can possibly do. I, I get like, you know me, this happens seasonally where I'm like, I'm going to apply for an REI adventure grant. I just get, I get these weird ants of the pants where I just apply for everything. Yes. So I'm full and it served you effort. very well. It has it served has. you very well. Yeah, it has. I mean, we actually got one of those REI adventure grants in the past and that's part of how Gnomewood was built, um, which is the local sort of skills and drills course for kids mountain biking. So yeah. Uh, it has it's served us well in many ways uh you know trans rockies was a whim like you should apply for this so i just apply for everything that i can think of and now i'm just out there like <laughs> what can i oh does this looks this looks good i want to do one of these and i'm gonna i'm gonna try it all i mean you don't get all of the things you don't ask for right I dig that yeah. i think that's the exact quote um i have another <laughs> dumb shit thing that uh came to mind as you were talking that I had to scribble down and it is the universe giving you what you need. So I've been like the queen of trail scores lately, which has just been like uh, it's thrilling your me. So mm. for example, went out for a day, didn't have a multi-tool with me, found an Allen wrench set from Park Tools on the gravel ride that I was doing. That's awesome. We only have two taillights for our bikes because I got two for us to use for Adventure Race Nationals last year. And there's three of us cycling now. I found another taillight on the trail. Oh man. We went out for a big ride, only took two lights because we're two headlamps because we were like, hey, if we need them, like one of us can kind of go in the dark behind the other two. It's not a big deal. Found a front white, like it's just a little thing, but it's like a white headlight for the front that would do in an emergency. And I was just like, this never happens to me. Like I so it was yeah. your turn to have witchy magic it is all the end of last summer you got last summer i am get this summer it's back to you next summer thank you i will gladly take it back <sighs> so yeah that's that that's been giving me life because there's no i mean there's no comparison to finding something on the trail versus purchasing it purchasing yourself when it's on the trail it's destined for you I'm literally sitting next to something that I found on the ground recently. <laughs> I love it. New, they're not daytime tifosis. They're like afternoon tifosis. Oh, like, oh very yeah, nice. They're like an afternoon mountain bike look, but it also makes me look like I'm a part of like a dystopian future who's like, <laughs> yes, they do. Hey, thank you for calling AI services. How can I help you? You need to have your hair in a slicked back ponytail though. Yeah. Like red lipstick. Mm -hmm. Very strict, yeah. Yeah, these are terrible, right? So, I, I mean, I've been, I've been looking for full face, full face clears. So I saw somebody oh, girl. like, I'll get you, I'll get you. I saw people wearing the full like bubble eye glasses on the bike trail the other day, and I was like, I kind of want those. What's wrong with me? What's happened? 
That sounds terrible. <laughs> you, if you saw them, you would want them too. That sounds terrible. You, how about uh, not dumb things that are giving you life athletic wise or maybe in general too? Sure. I am just on the cusp of a thousand streaker miles. Whoa. Cool. I'm also just on the cusp of potentially finishing the great run across Tennessee. I think I'm at 93%. Awesome. So I probably have like a week and a half left if I really go at it. So that would be cool because I haven't gotten, I haven't finished any races in several weeks now. So getting a belt buckle would be pretty tight. That'd be a nice little boost. Do they send that to you? Or do you have it already? They send it to you once you're done. They send it to you once you complete. Yeah. Uh, I'll just kind of be like, I would like to be done with that. It just kind of feels like a monkey on your back, which is silly because I'm already streaking. So there's like, no, there's no chance that I won't finish it. Um, so yeah, streaking, uh, the great run across Tennessee. Um, and I think trying, I've decided, I guess, to try to train for BFC. Can we talk about that? Let's so we talk should talk about, about current status. So. so current status is it's on uh, with a maximum of 250 runners that will go off in 10 minute increments in groups of 25. There are no aid stations. Here are some concerns I have not raised with you previously regarding training for BFC, which is there are no aid stations and there's no drop bag. Mm-hmm. Consider how hard BFC was before and then think about not eating chips mm-hmm. or watermelon or anything or getting ice before the prison which and having is like a, yeah. the only reason why I survive and having a little bit more weight on you f- to carry more nutrition more weight also your drop bag is like this hit of dopamine where you're like chocolate coca-cola a clean t-shirt and then I usually drop my I drop my whole pack there and then I wear a waistband which makes me feel like I'm running seven minute miles it's like a new race it's a brand new, different race. It's a different day. So it's just like, take BFC, make it so that you might die of a global pandemic, and then also make it harder than it's ever been before by giving you no aid. Yeah. Also, I don't know how they're going to determine start groupings, but if it's it's 10 groups, right? So you potentially, and I don't think they like to start any earlier than they have started because of it being dark. So you potentially could be starting an hour and 40 minutes later. Like if you were in that last group, I can't imagine you would because you're a multiple Croy holder. I know I am, but I'm also slow on the average. Yeah. Five finishes. I'm typically a 12 and 30 finisher, which is almost the cutoff. Well, then you should be earlier. If you're slower, you should get to start earlier. That's I think the, I think yeah. they'll let the elites go off first, don't so, you? So I have no idea. But yeah, no, so consider that you could start an hour and 40 minutes later than normal, which means hitting, like you're just exposed to the heat more throughout the course of the day. That's so, so unfair. Everything about this, let me just say, I would like to go on record. Everything about this is a bad idea. Having this race is a bad idea. I feel like... They made their money on great run across Tennessee and, and also run back across Tennessee, the, the G Verat and the rat and what the fuck ever. This is, this is all I need to be a real asshole. <laughs> this much bang and this much Manhattan. Just some cherry sauce and a bang halfway through my beef. 
cherry sauces. Bang. Uh, I love this race. It's very important to me, which is probably why I'm so mad. You know, for me, it puts me into a corner where I don't want to say no because it's my favorite race of the year, hands down. It's the most important to me. It's the most sentimental. I never, I don't get that rush of emotions like I do every year at this race. Like Mm -hmm. I feel about this race like I do about my wedding. Like that's the kind of dopamine rush I get from like coming down Spicewood towards the finish. It's just like, I am all that is man. And like, this is who I was meant to be. (laughs) And it's so hard and you pull it out every time. Like, uh, it's just one of the, it's the thing I'm most proudest of. Yeah. Can I show you what I'm proudest of? (laughs) It feels like an impossible situation. Like, like everything does, right? Like if, if the race goes on, people will attend and be grateful that they can attend. And if it doesn't happen, people will be grateful that they don't have to make the decision on whether to go or not. And I feel like it's difficult. And yeah, I honestly don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. I think the right answer is they need to cancel it. Full stop. I mean, the answer of whether I should go or not is much more unclear. Yes, I agree. But yeah. I do think they, I think they should cancel it no matter what. I mean, things aren't going to be different in two months. This is true. Gosh, it's not even two months either. It's like five weeks. Whoops. Should yeah. train. It's like soon. If yeah. I do do it, I'm relying on the fact that I've been training at the heat of the day consistently the fact that I have done a little bit of uphill and just old lady strength and like the sheer adrenaline of being on my favorite climb. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, or, and being at a race, like honestly being yeah. at a race with people will, I, it's going to feel surreal if that's what ends up happening. Can you imagine being around no. nine other people to start a race? Whoa. No. <laughs> but I mean, I will wear a mask to go up whatever the first climb is. And I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine how hard that will be. That's the, that's the other factor with like no, no aid starting at the heat of the day. Also wearing a mask up bird mountain. Forever. I mean, yeah. Wearing a mask at any point during the day would be rough. Boy. So yeah. So I know right now I think it's in the hands of the parks to approve the plan. Yeah. Um, And I hope whatever happens, it works out. It works out well in your favor. Like if you, if it ends up going on as planned and you go and you do the race, I hope it ends up being like, Hey, it actually wasn't so bad. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, what are you doing athletically? That's not stupid. Uh, athletically, that's not stupid. I'm riding my bike a lot, which has been really fun to have an outlet to do a lot of miles. Like it's really satisfying to go out on a Tuesday, do like 40 miles on a weekday and be like, (laughs) like an obscene, like, please tell, tell our listeners how, like your peak mileage week, uh, 168 miles. (laughs) And I did that for my B pucker. Yeah. So I've had, I've had like, I think now maybe four 150 mile plus weeks on the bike, which I'm super <gasps> stoked about. 
because it just feels good. It feels good. I was telling you earlier this week that it feels good to like have that feeling of like scrubbing all my skin off and being like, <laughs> yeah. does this yeah. hurt enough? Just a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. It feels good to feel bad. Yep. And I've rode, and I think we mentioned this briefly on the uh, lockdown episode with Laura, but I've ridden my first century, which I'm super stoked about. And just this last weekend, and oh. I might actually do my own episode with her and release that as a bonus, Arbor rode her first century. Insane. And I just want to say how old Arbor is once I again. Just, I just want to say that again. My daughter Arbor, who is seven years old, just did her first century bike ride, 100 miles. If you're listening for a loophole to say like, we were towing her or we picked her up or did any, there is no loophole. She did 100 miles on her bike in like nine and a half hours moving time. Tell them about mile 90 when, when you thought for a second she might be like asking for help. Yeah. So like mile 90, you know, as parents, you sometimes want, especially when you're, you're an outdoor family, you have to know when to push and when it maybe is a bad idea. Although I will say more often than not, you should push or at least not back off. Like, um, because they, they're the same thing as adults. They appreciate type two fun. Um, so at one point I was wondering like, oh, is this maybe too much or it's a little too hot or, and in that moment, Arbor looks at me and she says, hey mom, can you do one job for me? And I said, yeah, what is it? And she said, keep up. And she just took off at like 17 miles an hour, just was doing like surge sprints and would say like, you know, so we would just be pedaling as hard as we could blasting Disney music. And then she'd be like, okay, let's take a break. And then she'd go back to like the regular pace. And then after a little while, she'd be like, all right, let's go and surge again, take off. Like it was remarkable. And she was legitimately in better like shape, like mental, mental shape than I was for my hundred miler on my bike. It was, it was bonkers. And it was I just, yeah, I was completely blown away. So we were on a flat bike path and it was, I think the high was 88 degrees that day. Like that's another oh, thing. No. It's nearly 90 degrees and we're still like chugging along. We stopped and got ice cream twice. We got, uh, twice. yeah, twice we got stopped and got pizza. Like it was great. I just, I was floored. I, I, She's amazing. And also writing with no hands while singing and like acting out scenes, which I saw in a video. It, it, I didn't learn to ride my bike with no handlebars till I was 13, at least. Mm -hmm. That's insane. It's insane. Like I- She's gonna be such a cool person. She is a cool person now, but people will be floored by what she is capable of once she gets to do things like race, or like meet other kids who are also doing similar things and just be like, oh, well, you have you considered how you're going to temper like the fact that she's done incredible things? Like, no, how she, no, she's just going to be like, guess what, bitches? I, I have no idea. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. Like, and for example, on the drive home, so again, you wondering like, what's going to be not the fallout, but like, what's her recovery time? What's her motivation going to be like for the next thing? Like, is it going to take her a while before she wants to do this again on the drive home? She said, so what do you think my next PR should be? 
What could it possibly be? A brevet? Yeah. Well, so math, she said, well, I went from 100K to 100 miles, which is a big jump. So then I guess my next PR should be 140, right? (laughs) Okay. You guys should totally look up what brevets are because I think she should probably do one. Okay, cool. But yeah, so that's those. That's the thing that's been uh, giving me, uh, giving me a lot of satisfa- satisfaction is doing a lot of bike miles. And no doubt. And then I would say the other thing would be daydreaming about future adventures that are not relying on anything else. So, uh, Adventure Race Nationals got canceled, which was a bummer. So we had our third teammate, a Burfar fan, Bree, lined up to be our third teammate for Nationals. We had we had like just started getting like really psyched up. within the week before nationals got canceled it's 100 percent the right move and with most as as it has been with most of these race cancellations it's been like oh thank goodness thank goodness that's a decision that's off my hands like Mm -hmm. it actually feels a lot better than being like i'm gonna do this and i think it's okay i think it's okay no i agree um, agree. but it's made me think like okay i'm gonna try and plan some athletic things I'm looking forward to that are not reliant on things being okay or back to normal in any sense because otherwise it's going to be really disappointing. So for example, uh, Andy and I have been talking about doing across the years the uh, the long-timed thing that's in Phoenix run by Ara Viper Racing because it's over our anniversary, which is New Year's Eve. So we had been talking about doing across the years again this year. I was actually looking into doing the 10 day event because I, I just felt like, again, I want to scrub all my skin off. I need, I need that like pain. Um, I want to get like caught up. And I thought, yeah. you know what, we should, we should plan on doing something else that we don't have to wait, you know, like two weeks before the event to know if it's going to be okay to go or not. Right. So right. that we can be like, we know we can for sure do this, even if things continue to be the way they are or even get a little bit worse. Right. So, so, so I think, um, you know, we might go to the Grand Canyon again. That's also oh, that's my number one pick. That's the first thing that I was going to say is do a, a rim to rim to rim. Yeah. Are so go do it again. I, maybe. I mean, we did uh, with Arbor, we did halfway down and back up last How year. How many times has Andy done rim to rim to rim? three so this would be his fourth try yes i think third or fourth time yeah holy so, hell uh, that's that's still like something that i'm i'm dying to do yeah um the other thing that i've been thinking about which has been in the works but i'm just going to put more intense focus on is doing the sheltweed trace fkt like i'm doing that again i feel comfortable saying like hey I'll keep myself away from these smaller rural communities. Um, I think we can make it happen in a safe way for all, for me and my family and do that this year. Like I, I'm going to do that. And then my final daydream idea is doing some kind of link up between like the highest points at a few parks. So doing like uh, Sugarloaf at Great Seal, biking to Scioto Trails, doing there's a hill called Pisgah which I just think is hilarious Aww. cycling to Scioto Trails hiking up Pisgah cycling to like I don't know Radar Hill in Athens and then like cycling back to Great Seal or something like that so I have I haven't figured out any details at all but I thought like that sounds that sounds fun 
cycling, hiking, linking up parks in that area completely at my own discretion. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's wacky. I love that. Uh, On a similar tip, I have decided to start randomly training for triathlons. (laughs) I mean, why not? Just as bizarre as you cycling to all the highest peaks Mm -hmm. in Ohio, I'm going to start doing an open water swim routine starting next week. Whoa. I got one of those little buoys that you strap around your waist that floats behind you with your shit in it. Do you have a coach or like anyone that you're bouncing ideas off of or just winging it? Taking applications. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like not doing anything structured because by the nature of streaking, there's not a lot of um, peaks, like peaks and valleys. <laughs> so it's still brute force method. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's triathlon training with the brute force, brute force method. Easy for you to say. Uh, yeah. And so I'm going to start doing some block workouts from Hoover Dam where I swim and then ride. Cool. Also, don't, don't break workouts sound really fun. Like that's some rub your skin off shit. So I got a, I got a sup board and right now I'm just kind of looking at in my living room. Like now what? (laughs) Like, because I'm not in the habit of like taking it anywhere. Like it doesn't like with running, you kind of go like, oh, well, these are the parks to go to. Or even with biking now, I'm like, oh, these are the places that I go to with a sup board. I'm like, but I just keep thinking about like, Oh, like the idea of like running to some place and then boarding to some place and biking back. Like, oh, I know, I know. I wish I had some kind of watercraft that I could put a bike inside of. Like, I want to do all the sports at once. Uh huh. I know. I'm I just need some keep, weird locks. I I know. I just keep thinking like I need like sixteen different vehicles to mm-hmm. be at these different po- points to mm-hmm. pick whatever. Me you up have or a family; they'll take you wherever. Yeah. But yes multi-sport is my uh is my new shit i think so are you going to where are you going to swim like these are the things that hoover like, hoover okay hoover reservoir and then there's a good um there's a good route for cycling around it cool have you yeah, seen it, people swim there yeah but it was a long time ago hoover reservoir was the place where i won my first award while running it was oh. a 10, a 10 K in like 2009. And I, I got first place, the, the Hoover hustle. And I saw people swimming and biking and there's a huge hill on the course. Excellent. Um, and I haven't been back there really at all. It's in Westerville. It's totally, it's like an untapped location for training for me. And I'm kind of stoked on it. Yeah. It's fun to have the, have the idea of being at a new place. Um, yeah. I mean, I've done the dam. Yeah. For training, but that's it. That's like literally it. And that's very limited. Yeah. And that's very different. Um, that makes me think about my other daydreaming idea, which is like a DIY duathlon or triathlon kind of modeled after our lockdown adventure race experience, mm-hmm. which is like, Hey, uh, let's, you know, people that feel like it do a DIY duathlon. That's literally any two disciplines for any amount of time. And like just, we would host it. I don't know post it or, or have it as an informal thing, like submit what you're two or three. Cause it could also be a DIY triathlon. Cause I mean, it could be like, uh, it could be hiking, cycling and yeah. Jump it. What's the, what's the one legged thing? Jump it. Uh, skip it, skip it. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like bop it. Yeah. Bop Twist it. it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, I would totally accept Bop It as a discipline. Oh, but that yeah. is a discipline. But yeah, I love the idea of a DIY triathlon, which is any three things that you want to do for any amount of time that you want to do it. <laughs> I love that. And I think we should find a way to host that. Okay. And I, it's not just the bang talking. <laughs> is it? Is it the other half of the B talking? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's this old PBR. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's this manhattan that is 75 percent cherry juice <laughs> Ooh, sounds like my kind of manhattan it is absolutely i almost drank your secret wine but i reserve myself oh good because i that trash I is you. only for me that's it. agreed, agreed. <laughs> what, else? what else are we up to um i wanted to mention uh burf barf is involved in some and it's kind of preliminary, like there's no official board or committee yet, but Burf Barf is involved in some discussions around increasing diversity in adventure racing, which I'm super stoked about because as endurance athletes, a lot of the spaces that you and I occupy athletically are, are predominantly white people. So being part of those conversations is uh, something that we're really excited about and especially um, and it's not the same thing, uh, being a person of color, a black person and trying to get into endurance sports, but our experience being women trying to break into these spaces. Like I love just being part of that conversation and actions to help, uh, others be, yeah. come, 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 the, come you belong yeah. here. Yes. Um, so, uh, that's been really exciting and rewarding. And, um, also I wanted to mention, uh, along the lines of adventure racing, um, Amazon relaunched Eco Challenge, which is, so Eco Challenge is like the first reality TV competition show that ever existed, created by Mark Burnett, the guy who invented Survivor, which is a weird thing to say, but that's who invented Survivor. And Mm -hmm. Eco Challenge took place, I think in the early 90s. Early 90s, yeah. Yeah, early 90s. And Pretty much just about everybody who does adventure racing now got into it because they watched Eco Challenge in their formative years and decided that that's a thing that they wanted to do. So Eco Challenge has not been around for 15 years. Yeah, like 15 years, 15, 20 20 years. 25 25 years. Yeah. Um, And Amazon rebooted that and they uh, they did a race in Fiji last year. And it's finally going to be released on Amazon August 14th. So in just just a little while. And we um, have a friend who participated in that race. We have several well, friends. Well, a mentor, who- really, a mentor. I yeah. should say a mentor more than a friend. Someone we, we have raced with whose books we've read to learn orienteering. Yes, Mark Latanzi. Mark Latanzi. Yeah. Everyone's been more than a little cagey about it. I mean, they signed all kinds of you know, uh, NDAs about like what they can say. They basically said like, it was hard and I got diphtheria or what the fuck ever. Like they yes. can't say anything about the details. Yeah. So I so cannot wait. Even like, tell me. Cannot wait to watch. So if you've ever wondered about adventure racing, like please watch us on Amazon. Granted, take into mind, take into consideration that this is an expedition race and the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, if you ever wondered about adventure racing, know that this is nothing like the adventure yes. race this we've is much, ever done. This is much, 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 much smaller. So they're out there for like a week plus. Ours will be much shorter. So it's under the name World's Toughest Race and it's hosted by Bear Grylls. Comes out August 14th and uh they also have the first all black team ever 
competing in the world's toughest race. So team Onyx. Um, so there's a group called uh, WDQ. We don't quit adventure racing group um, that are hosting like a watch party for it and are doing a Q and a with team Onyx afterwards. So just a lot of cool stuff happening. And it's really exciting to think about adventure race adventure racing getting this new inject of people that are getting exposed to adventure racing because it's a pretty niche thing like orienteering is it's small. so it's small it is small so please watch world's toughest race uh august starting august 14th i think all the episodes get released at once because i'm i'm stoked i'm stoked oh my god i'm i'm beyond stoked i'm, I'm almost afraid to watch it to be honest like i i don't even know how to explain it like I've anticipated it for so long and it's wrapped up in so many things that I'm obsessed with that I'm like afraid to like waste it, you know? Yes. Like, I'm going to have to like watch it like a religious event. Yeah. I, I honestly can't wait. And they've been releasing like excerpts from it and just, I miss, I miss watching, uh, people going through physical activity hardship. Like I, I feel like this mm -hmm. will help um, fill my race recap mm -hmm. hole mm -hmm. halfway to my B. Ooh, <laughs> I hope they have a, a Tyrolean traverse. I, I'm sure they'll have multiple over like piles of alligators and like yes. malaria mosquitoes. Yeah. Like there's a part, oh my gosh, it just, it looks so hard. I like they showed a part where the like red clay has turned into mud that they're mountain biking through. And it's oh. like, I, I remember hearing one of the competitors, they probably weren't supposed to, but just saying like, you know, they spent like eight hours going through mud with their bikes and it was so thick that it was like, peanut it was butter, like, like taking off butter. derailers and stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, so please Amazing. watch it. Can't wait. Yep. Can't wait. Um, I think that's all I, that's all I had on my um, plate, but it's good to hang out with you friends. Oh man. It's really good to hang out. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for me, but I, I really would, I'd love some good ideas. I, I've got uh, grit and tenacity and currently no creativity. So I noticed oh. that I, a, a good friend of ours and a good friend of the podcast is dear Mike Shiflett, who seems to come up with a new bizarre challenge weekly um doing like just bonkers levels level of miles doing like multiple half marathons in a day a couple weeks ago he did a hundred mile week for the first time ever and just sprang back from it immediately um he's gonna start doing something where he bikes to his runs as well so he might be down for some multi-stage event competitions yes but just like i need some of that creativity to like come up with something weird to do other than triathlon training. So some, some of your ideas. Uh, oh, one last thing I have, yeah. uh, you were talking about not finishing virtual or not having finished a race in a while. I still have two virtual races on my plate that I haven't finished. One is track is not canceled. The other one is the great toilet paper chase. So I think for the great toilet paper chase, I think I'm going to do either two things. Either I'm going to find a completely stocked, not, specific to me at all 5k training plan see how, what i could do like what are they like a month i think you could do like a month 5k training plan like mm -hmm. thought about doing that or doing like going for like a one mile pr where i will train 
in heavy, heavy air quotes, and then just have a week where like every other day I go for my fastest mile and see what ends up being the fastest mile for the week. Yeah, because Toilet Paper Chase, you signed up for the one miler too, right? Uh, I don't even know that you have to specify the distance when mm. you sign up. So it's whatever you want to do. I did one mile, but I did not, I did not best my, my best time. I just did an, a, a pretty good time. Yeah. So I think because I haven't ever specifically gone for a 5k PR or a one mile PR that despite not being in running shape right now, I might be able to do something worth being like, all right, cool. Now I don't have to run for wow. another month. That's ambitious and slightly terrifying. And I appreciate it. That's another weird thing that you're up to. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm down. We'll see though. Well, I mean, Amazing. We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, it's been fun to be pretty willy nilly on my training because nothing oh, matters. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I do whatever I want all the time. It's great. Well, my friends, until so next to be time. Back with you. We are. Burf, barf. Burf, barf. <laughs>